Good morning. How you guys doing today? You guys doing all right? My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that do not know me, I want to welcome everybody here today. I want to welcome everybody that is watching online right now on our YouTube channel and is going to listen to our podcast this week. Hey, thank you for watching and listening and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. We are kicking off a brand new uh, series today called The Wonder of Christmas. Uh, before we, we get into it, I got really one quick announcement. I just want to encourage you to grab one, two, or five of these. These are invitation cards to our, our Christmas services uh, on, starting on the, on the 19th and the 20th. Uh, yes, we are still going to have church during Christmas. Uh, I know, um, yeah, you can clap for that. Uh, I know that a lot of churches have been uh, shut down and, and aren't planning to open, and, and we are going to be open for Christmas. So if you have any friends or family members who, who go to different churches but want to celebrate uh, Jesus during this time, man, just invite them. You know, we all need some time. Sometimes we just need a place to be encouraged uh, during a difficult time. And so we want to be that refuge. PLC wants to be that refuge for, the, for people. Uh, you know, COVID and, and 2020 has stolen a lot of celebrations from us. And we're not going to let it steal Christmas, okay? Come on. COVID is not the Grinch, right? And we're not letting them steal our celebration of Jesus. And, and listen, we're going to stay open. We're gonna, we, we don't have any plans to shut down no matter what happens in 2021. Uh, we're just going to continue to go forward and continue to celebrate Jesus and all that he's done. So I want to encourage you to grab one of these. Saturday night service is a little, it's slightly different than the Sunday services. It's more family night. Uh, we'll have candlelight. Uh, we'll also have a COVID-free Santa Claus. Come on, somebody. COVID-free Santa Claus for your kids will be there Saturday night. Sunday uh, will be the same type of service. Um, and we've got, man, the worship team has worked on this. Man, Pastor Liz Mark and Maggie, they've done such a great job of creating a great celebration for that weekend. There's a lot of different elements. We've got dancers and, and, and uh, plays. It's just going to be an awesome time to celebrate Jesus together. So you're not going to want to miss one of those services that Christmas weekend. So again, grab one of these on your way out, grab a couple of them, invite somebody to come and celebrate Jesus together. Amen. Uh, today is the first of the month, uh, the first of every month here at Passionate Life Church. We take communion together and we, we don't do it out of religious obligation. We do it out of remembrance of this great relationship that we get to have with Jesus. And so you should have got one of these all-in-ones when you came in. If you did not, I will transition us. It's going to be part of our response time today, communion will. And I'll make sure if you want to take communion with us that you get one of these. The only thing that we ask for you to take communion with us is that you are a believer. You are a follower of Christ. Communion is for the Christian. And if you're watching online, man, we want you to take communion with us. So get your juice or your, your crackers or your fishy crackers ready. And so uh, I'll transition us in, in communion and you can take communion uh, with us. All right, the wonder of Christmas. I always, I always get nervous. I always get nervous um, having to preach seasonal messages. 
Um, I, I don't like to be put in a box, okay? I don't like to be put in the box. And, and, and uh, so this, this series, the, the title of this series actually took us months to come up with uh, something that I felt was flexible enough for the Holy Spirit. Um, but I'm excited uh, to preach this series today, The Wonder of Christmas. Come on, let's pray, and then we'll get into God's Word today. Father, we just thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment today. Ah, Father, I just ask right now you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds to your eternal word. God, everybody that's watching us online right now and in this building today, Jesus, let us draw a little bit closer to you. Give us understanding, challenge us, convict us, transform us this morning. God, I just pray that I would get out of the way, Lord, that you would just speak through me and that your name would be honored. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. One of the reasons Jesus was sent to this earth is to recapture our wonder of our hearts again. The older we get, and, and, and what's happened a lot this year is the older that we get, the less wonder we have, right? Life has a way of beating the wonder out of us, right? And, and this week I was praying, like, I need a word this week, and I got it on Wednesday to associate with this, the wonder of Christmas, because really this series is really the wonder of Jesus, okay? We're talking about the wonder of Jesus, and, and we have a tendency, the older we get, or, or, or the harder things get in life, the wonder has a tendency of getting beaten out of us, and we, we lack this wonder. And, and uh, the, the word that the Lord really gave me this week was anticipation. Anticipation. It, it, because, you know, we have, Don and I have two little boys, nine and six, soon to be seven, and we do these things. I don't, I don't know if you've ever done this. We have uh, Elf on the Shelf. I don't know if you guys do that. Um, well, our elf family continues to grow. We're at three elves now, um, and so and and they hide at night, okay? And they're in different spots every morning. And, and I look, I watch my boys every morning wake up with wonder and anticipation in their eyes. And that's the first thing they do. They're they're just looking for these elves. Where are the elves hiding? What are they doing? They we had some naughty elves a couple nights ago. They got into the Skittles, okay? They got into Skittles, and, and it was just a mess. And, and so they just have this, this wonder and this anticipation, what is going to happen the next day? And I believe that this is what God, we forget that God is a heavenly father, and we are his children, and he wants us to have this anticipation every single day, the wonder of God in us. What is God going to do in my life today? Just because we're in a pandemic and everything's shut down doesn't mean God has shut down. It doesn't mean that God has taken a vacation during this time. And, and, and just, listen, how is 2021 going to be any different than 2020? It's just a different number. Nothing's going to change unless we change. Unless we have Man, we, we're, we're going to commit to having a sense of wonder right now. And that, that's what I want this series to do. I want this series to bring back the wonder of God, that we would begin to anticipate God doing amazing things again in our life. Because this year has just been a year of just getting through, right? 
We just, oh, just get through this pain, right? Someday it's going to be normal again. And I don't know if you saw this, but they're predicting June, things get, being normal again. Like, like we can't wait for the government, right, for things to go back to normal, or, or, or that's when I'll go back to church, or that's when God will begin to move. Man, we can't live our lives like that because God doesn't want to live our li- us to live our lives like that. He has things for us today. And I just want us, man, as a church, let's get our wonder back and our anticipation back because God wants to do great things today. Let me give you a definition of wonder. Wonder is a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration. I love that. Right? It, it, it's this, this, man, it's this surprise with, with admiration. And where is your admiration for God today? If you were to put it on a scale, one to ten, where, where would your admiration for God be today? Caused by something beautiful. I mean, like, this is what God has in store for our lives. He, he has beautiful things. He's got unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable things for us every single day. He's this father that's looking at his children who want to have this, this wonder. If we look at Adam and Eve when, when they were in the garden. They had this built-in innocent wonder in them every day. There was anticipation. Every moment of the day, there was this anticipation that God was going to show them something new. Did you know that there are 400,000 different types of beetles? I mean, literally, God could just show Adam and Eve beetles, and they would just be, wow, like awesome, right? Like, like, and, and we serve a God who thinks that we need 400,000 different types of be- beetles. What do you think he has in store for our lives? But we're going to miss what he has for us if we don't get our wonder back. And we're not anticipating that he's going to do something amazing in our lives. It also is a desire to be curious to know something. I love that, that word curious. Here's here's the thing about wonder and curiosity. Wonder can go wrong, right? You you ever hear the the phrase, curiosity killed the cat? You ever hear hear that phrase? Well, my dad and his brother had another phrase that they were really wondering about, and and they were very scientific, had very scientific minds, and wanted to conduct their own experiments. And uh, they heard this phrase that cats always land on their feet. Some of you know where I'm going with this, okay? And so they took their cat, and, uh, you know, they started, started, you know, small, and, and they just kind of, yep, cat landed on his feet. But every good experiment, there's got to be variables, right? And, and so they grabbed the cat and went to their second-story house. And opened the window. Threw the cat out. And lo and behold, that cat landed on its feet. They were like, wow, let's try another variable. They grabbed the cat, went up to the second story house, they flipped it upside down and threw it like a basketball. 
They learned that day, cats don't always land on their feet. I'm sure the cat was fine, okay? Like, some of you animals, was the cat okay? Yes, the cat was okay. But we know that sometimes curiosity gets the best of us, and wonder gets the best of us, and wonder can go wrong. And when wonder goes wrong, many times pain comes with it. When our wonder and curiosity goes wrong, many times it can cause pain in our lives. But when wonder is right, it leads us to discovery. And that's point number one today. When, when our wonder is right and moving in the right direction, it leads to discovery. This is what God has in store for our lives. He has discovery. We look at Adam and Eve. You want to talk about discovery. Every moment of the day, they were discovering things about themselves and about God. I want to read this, this passage from Exodus 31. I came across it in my, in my reading this week, and I just loved it so much. Exodus 31, 1 through 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Come on. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. And look what happens when he's filled with the Spirit of God. Giving him great wisdom. He gets wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. I just want to stop there for a moment. If you've been in church for a long time of your life, we have the tendency to associate being filled with the Holy Spirit with certain gifts, uh, like talking or, or, or preaching or teaching or singing or, or something of, of that matter. And we just kind of highlight those that are kind of like the stage gifts. Well, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and, you know, maybe you're going to be a missionary in, in some, uh, you know, third world country. And, and, and I believe that God wants us to get rid of that religious box that sometimes we, we put ourselves in and we sometimes even put God in. I mean, look at this. God, the Spirit of God filled this guy and, and he was given wisdom, ability, and expertise to make things. Let's, let's continue. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And so the Spirit of God literally filled this guy, gave him wisdom and the ability to do what? To make things with his hands and his mind. And I think we shortchange God every single day that he's a father anticipating he has things he's put abilities in us to make beautiful things we look at the life of jesus look at the life of jesus he spent more of his life becoming a master craftsman than he did a minister he spent years i mean his ministry is about three and a half years but, but he, sent, he spent 20 years, almost 20 years, 18 years, you know, becoming this master craftsman. His dad was a carpenter, but he was also a, a stonemason. And so he would create these beautiful things.
things from his hands. And, and I think it's these most, sometimes it's those most simplistic discoveries that God wants us to find that brings this sense of wonder and anticipation. God wants us to create beautiful things. And, and I think it's even beyond like, like, oh, you know, I have this ability to, to paint or, or to write a poem or, or to dance or, or whatever it is. But it's, it's beyond that, that every single day that we have an opportunity to create something beautiful through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And every day is about discovering. And I, I want to share a discovery about myself that I found during the, the shutdown of the pandemic. And some of you are thinking it's a little silly, but um, I, I just want to give you an example because I think we so we so put God in this, this wonder box that, that God can only do this in my life. And that's why I wanted to show you this story. God anointed this guy to make beautiful things with his hands to become a master craftsman. And so I was struggling during the, the, the first lockdown when, when uh, we shut down and just struggling with some things. And uh, I just really feel the Lord gave me the desire to start riding a bike, okay? Riding a bike. And I discovered that I really enjoy it. And so now it's just a time, it's like a physical, spiritual, uh, a mental connection for me with God. I, I put worship music on and, and I just go, I ride and I talk to God and I pray to God. And, and, it, and it's just this intimate moment that me and the Lord have while I'm riding a bike. And that's something that I discovered that I really enjoy that made my life better. And I think sometimes we're looking for this, this amazing, like, like this unbelievable thing that God is going to do in our life, when, when many times it's just these small miracles every single day, these small breakthroughs every single day, as long as we're anticipating and we're open to the discovery that the Holy Spirit has for us. When our wonder is right, it leads to discovery. Point number two today, I only got two points, okay? Point number two today is the wonder of patience. Some of you are like, that's a weird one, Pastor, okay? Like, I don't have to wonder about patience. I don't like it, okay? There's nothing to wonder. And I, and I feel the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading this. I, I think somehow I'm going to, encapsulate the fruits of the Holy Spirit within the wonder of God. Uh, that's where I think where he's going with it. I don't know. Till tomorrow. And, and so the wonder of patience, when, when we lose our patience for God, it can lead our admiration in the wrong direction. When we lose our patience for God, it can lead our admiration in the wrong direction. Have you ever been praying for something and just did not happen, right? You're just praying for something for, for, for maybe weeks or months or years. Listen, there are things that I'm still waiting for God to answer, prayers that, that, that I've petitioned before the Lord for years. That, that, uh, a couple weeks ago, actually not a couple weeks, a couple months ago, God answered one of my prayers from 15 years ago. From 15 years ago, and God reminded me of that. He said, he, he said remember when, when 
you asked for that, I just gave that to you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know so you're not in anticipation. What is he talking about? Okay, so about 15 years ago, I was on this healing kick, and, and I was praying that God would heal my eyes, that God would give me perfect vision. And I was just in this kick, and I was just asking God for it. I, I was wearing glasses, and, and um, they were getting worse. My eyesight was getting worse, and I hated wearing contacts. So I was just praying, Lord, just heal my eyes. Just heal my eyes. Do a miracle and heal my eyes. Well, a couple years ago, the lady in our church that was doing uh, this research and doing this study on LASIK uh, eye surgery, and it's like the newest uh, surgery, and they needed candidates uh, so they get FDA, uh, FDA approval for it. And so uh, I became one of the candidates. My wife put my name in there, and so they picked me. And a couple months ago, I got this LASIK surgery, like this $7,000 LASIK surgery that gave me perfect vision. And I remember after afterwards, just, just, you know, being able to see the Lord spoke to me and he said, you see, I answered that prayer that you, you petitioned 15 years ago. You didn't think that I was going to do it this way, but don't box me in. I can do it any way I want to do it. And, and some of you are like, well, you just got picked. No, 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 no. It was literally, man, an answer to prayer from 15 years ago. And I think we just, we put God in a box because we think, especially if we've been in church in a while, well, God, you're supposed to supernaturally heal me. And, and that's how you're supposed to do it. And if you don't do it that way, then I'm not going to discover anything else that you're going to do. Come on, God's bigger than that. And listen, I, I don't know if this is the right word. He's funner. Okay, my kids say it all the time. He's funner than that, okay? Like, like being in the discovery of God, God, man, he's anticipating. He wants to do things in our life that just shock us, that bring the wonder back in us that are funner. And so I want, I want to read this story today uh, where patience goes wrong, okay? Where patience goes wrong. Let me give you some quick context. Let me give you some quick context. Moses is having the most amazing moment of his life. He's on Mount Sinai. He's, he's just having a, a wonderful conversation with the Lord, and he's watching God literally write words with his finger and fire, okay? He's carving the Ten Commandments front and back, because God doesn't waste anything, okay? He's, he goes front and back, and he's like, he's just having this most amazing moment with God. He's experiencing the glory of God. Like, like this is the mountaintop moment with God, right? On top of the mountain. And he's just having this awesome time with God. Man, he's, he's getting these Ten Commandments, and he's going to bring them back down to God's people, and, and it's going to make their lives better, and it's just going to be awesome, right? Well, meanwhile... This is what's happening on the bottom of the mountain. Let's read it in Exodus 32, 1 through 3. When the people saw how long, how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said. Make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow. I like that word. They just called him a fellow. Not a, you know, not a lead. you can see there's a little lack of respect here for Moses. This fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings 
from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears, their ears and brought them to Aaron. And so we, we hear what we see. You know, Aaron is this master craftsman. He, 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 he's got lots of talent and he's got lots of gifts. He, he's eloquent in speech and, and Moses was a stutterer and, and couldn't talk good. You know what I mean? And so that's why God has to bring Aaron along. But, but God didn't anoint Aaron to be the leader, right? And we see this, that Aaron had a lot of gifts and talents but he was not called to be the leader of Israelite of the Israel people. And because we see this, he's easily swayed, right? He's easily swayed to go outside of the will of God. Let's continue. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were. So he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. Okay, so we see that Aaron is using capital L-O-R-D, Lord. And so Aaron's a little confused here, okay? Aaron is like, oh, I'll just build an altar for the Lord, God Almighty, in front of the calf. Right, And so he doesn't exactly know what the people are thinking. He's thinking, oh, we'll just celebrate the Lord on this day because I'm going to build an altar in front of the calf. Okay, let's continue with the story. Let's see what happens. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan Revelry. Aaron's, I, I can imagine Aaron kind of standing off to the side being like, oh man, didn't see that one coming. Right, he, he builds this thing and it gives them permission to just go buck wild. I mean, just crazy. Like they're, they're, they're getting wasted, they're drinking, they're partying, they're jumping in and out of each other's beds. Like it is just, I mean, they're just giving in to all types of sin. And Aaron's kind of like, what? Man, I didn't really think this was going to happen. And so the, the Lord says this to Moses. He says, quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Let's, let's continue. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. Now, listen, this is all of us, right? Maybe not in this, you know, type of sin, but man, we've all, man, this happens to us all the time. We, we, we quickly turn away. When, when God doesn't do something and the timing we think he should do it or in the way we think he should do it, Man, there are times in my life that, that, man, I've turned from the Lord. Listen, I grew up in the church. I was, I'm a pastor's kid. And, 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 man, just I had some prayers when I was 14, and God didn't answer them in the way I thought he should answer them. And, and, and I just turned away from God, knowing better. And so, man, we do this. We, we do this. We, we turn away from God. And, and they've melted down gold and made a calf. And they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then 
the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. But we can be stubborn and rebellious. It's really difficult to discover all that God has in store for our lives and be stubborn and rebellious. I would say it's impossible. Because when you're stubborn and rebellious, you're still holding on to some things. And Jesus says, you need to give up your whole life and follow me. You, you need to give up everything. You literally need to die to yourself and, and follow, follow me. And what happens, what ends up happening is, is God doesn't kill all of them, but he has Moses come down from the mountain and basically says, all right, Who's for me and who's against me? We're, we're, we're going we're, we're to uh, we're, we're separate this crowd right now. Who, who is for me? Who, believe, who wants to follow the Lord God Almighty and who wants to follow this, this golden calf and, and these other gods and want to live this way? And, and, and so what happens is, is there's a separation that happens and, and 3,000 uh, of those people that did not want to follow God, they were, they were killed that day. And when we look in the New Testament and we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and Peter standing up preaching for the first time, what happens is 3,000 people get saved that day and it's kind of a reversal of what happened at the bottom of Mount Sinai. Because the, the, the sign of the Holy Spirit is this, this wonder and an anticipation of, man, we can repent and, and we can get rid of this rebellious and this stubborn spirit because of the gift of the Holy Spirit that God has given us. I want to end with this passage this morning, James 5, 7, and 8. I'm going to leave you with a question, with a question this week that I really want you to pray about and really think about today. James 5, 7 through 8. This is the brother of Jesus. He says this, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. So there's this built-in anticipation with Christianity. That's something that Jesus left us. Left us. When you think about the early church, there was this built-in anticipation that Jesus would return. That's why they sold everything. That's why they were so committed to the cause of Jesus because they were like, well, when's Jesus going to return? He said, well, soon. He's he said soon, and so what does soon mean? Soon, soon means soon, and so they're like, man, let's sell everything. Let's, if nothing else matters, let's, just, let's live together and just, man, let's just try to convert as many people to Jesus as possible because he said return, he's going to return soon. And so there's this built-in anticipation. Well, some 2,000 years later, where we're living today, the anticipation has waned, right? It's waned a little bit until we start seeing some signs that the end times might be starting. And Jesus says, my people will be able to decipher the signs and, and recognize that, hey, I'm really coming soon. So there's this built-in anticipation with Christianity. Look at this. I love this example. He says, consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Think about a farmer. Think about a farmer that, that, that plants something, plants a seed in his, his field. 
His anticipation is that whatever he planted would grow. He, there's no farmer that, that's putting seed in the ground that's just like, whatever. See what happens. No, 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 no. The, the farmer, and man, this is what God wants us, man. Let this series be about letting God stir up the wonder and anticipation. Listen to me. We need to start planting some things in our soil. We need to start believing for bigger things. We need to go from, from just surviving to thriving. This is what God has in store for us coming down the pipe. But listen, we have to start planting seed. If you're not planting seed, you don't get anything, right? You, we reap what we sow. This, this is a, and this is, this is scripture. This is the promise from God. And, and there's no farmer that plants stuff that, that doesn't care. No, no, no. We need to start anticipating. We need to get the way. What is God going to do? What is God going to do in my life today? What is he going to do this week? What is he going to do this month? What is he going to do next year? Because I'm anticipating God doing some great things. And so today, I'm going to begin to, 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 to prayer. I'm going to begin to put, you know, seeds of prayer. I'm going to start petitioning for my lost friends and families. I'm going to start petitioning for a breakthrough in my life. Man, I'm going to start planting seeds, man. Man, man, I want God to start uprooting this addiction and habitual habit that he put in me, this negative mindset. Man, I'm going to start planting some some seeds of freedom man i'm gonna get set free of of oppression and depression come on like like this is the discoveries that god has in store for our lives we've got to start planting and, and and i'm guessing that this year it has stopped many of us if you're watching online and you can relate to this stopped many of us for from planting stopped many of us for don't just stop anticipating God doing anything in this type of year because, man, we're just beaten down by, by the world and just the negativity. And God's like, I am still here. This is why I sent, one of the reasons why I sent my son Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, so you could get your wonder back. So every morning when you wake up, you know that the Father is watching over us. And He's saying, man, what are you planting today? What are you planting in your soil today? So I want to leave you with this question today. What are you anticipating for God to do in your life? What are you anticipating for? What do you want to discover about yourself this year, this month? This coming year. What, what do you want God to do in your life? Start anticipating that God has great things for your life. Whatever you plant, you will sow. What are you planting right now, today, in your life, in your marriage, in your kids, in your finances? What? God, we serve a God of wonder. We serve a God of discovery. I mean, what, what do you think is going on in heaven right now? There, 
there's these creatures and these millions of angels that just sit in the throne room and they worship God all day long. Why? Because he's just incredible. He's just awesome. He's just wondrous. Like this is who we serve. We serve an almighty God who loves us. We're created in his image and he has great things for us and it doesn't matter what is happening around us. Well, let today be the day we get your wonder back. Start discovering what God has in store for you. And you start planting seeds. Because guess what? God's going to bring the rain. We got to have that patience of wonder. He's bringing the rain. He's going to bring the rain. He's not going to let you stay in a drought. He's going to bring the rain because he wants our lives to be fruitful. Like Jesus said this. He's like, I will know my people by their fruit. And so man, he wants to produce fruit in our lives. He wants to produce a harvest in our lives. Come on, what are you anticipating today? What are you anticipating this week? Because God's got wonder and discovery for our lives. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. We'd ask if you're watching online that you do the same. You bow your heart before the Lord. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus, and I need to today. Or maybe you'd say, Pastor, I've been just swept up in rebellion, and just I've been stubborn, and I've been away from God, and I just... And I want to make a recommitment to Christ today that I'm going to start planting. I'm going to start discovering. Man, I want the wonder of God back in my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, I just want to pray with you. Just slip up a hand. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, you can put your hands down. And I would just ask that we'd all repeat this prayer. Man, if you're watching online, do the same thing. Repeat this prayer this morning as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus. I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you'd like more information, you can email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, or share this with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.